This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, August 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USDA reworking planted acreage numbers. Trump fuels uncertainty about Chinese talks. And Dems emphasize trade woes in campaign. The industry is watching today as USDA reworks its acreage numbers. The Department of Agriculture releasing fresh estimates today of the nation's corn crop that are expected to sharply lower the acreage that got planted this spring. The USDA has received fierce criticism for its rosy June acreage report that analysts and farmers say was far off the mark. The U.S. Department of Agriculture resurveyed areas in July that had been heavily affected by the succession of storms that roll through the Midwest, making it impossible for many farmers to get into their fields. The new estimates will also incorporate satellite data and acreage certifications filed with the Farm Service Agency. According to a Reuters survey, analysts expect the USDA to report planted corn acres at 88 million, soybean acres at 81 million. Now, the June report put corn acreage at 91.7 million and soybeans at 80 million acres. Trump fuels uncertainty about China talks. President Donald Trump is offering a more pessimistic view of trade talks with China, now saying the U.S. is, quote, not ready to make a deal, but we'll see what happens. In remarks outside the White House on Friday, Trump said the countries have an open dialogue, but said he wasn't sure whether their trade representatives would meet next month. The comments follow a week of worsening news on the trade front. Last week, Trump labeled China a currency manipulator after the country allowed the value of the yuan to dip. The week before, he announced a new round of tariffs, placing an additional 10% on about $300 billion worth of Chinese goods. China responded by reinstating tariffs on U.S. soybeans on its own importers. Can trade peel off rural voters? Democrats are trying to use the trade war to make inroads with rural voters, or at least to dampen their enthusiasm for President Trump. Criticism of Trump's trade policy has been a staple of Democratic campaign rhetoric in Iowa for the past few days. On Saturday at the Iowa State Fair, California Senator Kamala Harris said Trump had imposed a trade tax on farmers. Trump's policy has resulted in farmers in this great state looking at bankruptcy with soybeans rotting in the bins. That the word of Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar saying Trump was using farmers as a bunch of poker chips in one of his bankrupt casinos. For more about what the candidates have been saying about ag policy in Iowa, you can read our coverage at agripulse.com. ERS NIFA workers given concessions and agreement with USDA. Employees of the Economic Research Service of the National Institute of Food and Agriculture who agree to move to Kansas City will be allowed to telework until December 30th and will receive incentive payments of one month's salary. That according to an agreement reached between the employees union and USDA. Announced late Friday, the agreement also gives the employees until September 27th to decide whether to move. There had been confusion over whether they would be given additional time to decide beyond July 15th. American Federation of Government Employees President J. David Cox Sr. called the agreement, quote, a positive development that could encourage more employees to relocate, but it does not make up for all the anxiety and anguish that employees have been going through since the relocation was first announced. 
About two-thirds of the ERS and NIFA employees had told USDA in July that they did not plan to move or had not yet decided. Disappointed biofuel industry looks to regroup after SRE allocations. EPA's announcement Friday that it was awarding 31 small refinery exemptions, or SREs, from the 2018 Renewable Fuel Standard compliance year prompted swift criticism from biofuel groups. The move to waive a total of 1.43 billion gallons of renewable fuel enraged a sector already on edge from the SREs in 2017, covering 1.8 billion gallons. Advanced Biofuels Business Council Executive Director Brooke Coleman said after the announcement, it's amazing that the White House could take a long, hard look at the damage this EPA is doing to rural America and decide to double down. By the way, EPA tucked two other nuggets into a release in advance of its announcement on Friday. The agency said it would look into easing regulatory burdens, hindering the growth of natural gas, flex fuel vehicles, and E85 blends of fuel. EPA also discussed the possibility of an expedited registration of atrazine and sent a letter to the National Corn Growers Association and state affiliates that an update on that front can be expected in the next two to three weeks. MFP payments, stronger crop prices, could slow decline of the farm economy. Ag lenders say higher crop prices and market facilitation program payments from USDA may help slow the erosion of the farm economy over the next three months. According to a Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City survey released last week, just over 40% of bankers in the 10th district said farm income was lower this year compared to 60% in 2017 and 75% in 2016 at the same time. The 10th district covers Colorado, Kansas, western Missouri, Nebraska, northern New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Wyoming. Lenders said rising crop prices, along with the trade aid announcement from USDA, have reduced farmers' pessimism about farm income in the months ahead. However, farmers in areas hit with severe weather and spring flooding could see a different story later this year as lesser yields at harvest time could mean smaller paychecks at the grain elevator. Bayer Mediator calls Bloomberg report of settlement offer pure fiction. Ken Feinberg, who is overseeing mediation between Bayer and plaintiffs in federal lawsuits in California, dismissed a Bloomberg news report that Bayer had offered to pay $8 billion to settle claims. Feinberg said in an article by Reuters, Bayer has not proposed paying $8 billion to settle all U.S. Roundup cancer claims. Such a statement is pure fiction. Compensation has not even been discussed in the global mediation discussions. Plaintiff's lawyer Brent Wisner said earlier this year that he had been told Bayer could settle the thousands of claims against it for $22 billion. But since then, the number of lawsuits in state and federal court has ballooned from an estimated 13,000 to 18,000. The Bloomberg report said early Friday that boosted the company's stock by 11%, but after Feinberg's statement, it dipped and closed up slightly. Here's today's She Said It. We need to bridge this divide between rural and urban and make sure that people that live in metropolitan areas understand that food just doesn't magically show up on their table. That Democratic presidential candidate, Amy Klomachar. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, August 12th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.